This episode is sponsored by Linode. Do you need a Linux server for your latest creation? Then check them out. They provide SSDs, 40 gigabit per second network connections, and top-of-the-line hardware to run your server on. It deploys Linux in seconds from the Linode cloud, and you can choose your Linux distro and node location right from the manager. They have locations in Asia, North America, and Europe, and they have a sweet set of tools to make it easy to manage it. If the web interface isn't your thing, they also have an API and a command line. So definitely go check them out. They also provide two-factor authentication, IPv6, DNS manager, cloning, scaling, and everything else that you want. So definitely get the most out of your Linux node and check them out at linode.com. And check them out at devchat.tv slash linode. Hello and welcome to The Freelancer Show. I'm Philip Morgan. I'm your uh, stand-in backup host today. <laughs> With me, we have our special guest, Brandon Silva. And, hey, guys. And panelist, Curtis McHale. Hello. So, Brandon, welcome. Glad to have you on the show. Hi. Yeah, welcome. Uh, I'm glad to be on the show. I've uh, been pumped up for this, so... Brandon says he's been in the basement drinking espresso for the last six hours, so I think we're going to have an energetic conversation. Um, <laughs> I know you, Brandon. I think you're awesome, uh, but folks who are listening may not. So for their benefit, who are you and what do you do? Yeah, so yeah, my name's Brandon, and I'm the executive director and founder of my agency, Ambition. And the agency, we work with outdoor events, and we help uh, our customers get more customers, more loyal customers with branding and marketing. Uh, a subset of that is, uh, you know, we we help them really become better storytellers, and we help their their uh, clients as well, their customers tell their stories. So that's a, a big part of what the agency's focused on. So I am like just realizing for the first time that ambition is a, an amazing name for an agency. And I can't believe that wasn't taken already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's one that uh, we, we had to use one of the new domain names to get, but you know, super, it super fits our personality at the agency. So that's awesome. So when we were kind of going back and forth about what we'd talk about with you, the idea of storytelling really came to the surface. So let me just kind of start with trying to create some context for folks who are listening. Um, what do you think is important about storytelling and why, why does that matter to um, the typical freelancer out there? Yeah, so I think uh, freelancers, um, you know, we're pretty bad at storytelling. And it's not it's not something that we often think about when we are thinking about our businesses. Uh, and it, it, it makes it so it's very difficult for us to stand out amongst our competition. Um, a lot of times we label ourselves as, as generalists. Uh, and, and so, you know, we're, we're stuck in this, 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 uh, the sameness of everybody. And so when you, you start applying storytelling to your freelancing business, you start to open up a lot more possibilities for how you can kind of position yourself into a story that that's effective for your clients so you can attract more customers. Um, and so that's, that's, that's the basis of it for freelancers. I think that there's a lot of ways to apply storytelling and, and we can dive into those maybe later on in the podcast. But I think if, if you can start to get a more effective story behind your business, how you approach your customers, uh, you know, that's going to open up a lot of possibilities and, and hopefully more work. Do you think that 
any kind of self-employed person or service provider or freelancer can use stories or is it just like people who are creative and writers? How, how do you see that? Yeah, I think storytelling is actually anybody can create a story. And the, and the beautiful thing about it is we all have very unique stories. We all have very unique backgrounds. We all have very, we might have similar businesses to other peers or competition out there, but the, the story in itself of, of us and how that applies to how we approach business, it's, it's everybody can do it. It's not something that's just a creative person. Nice. Okay. So I guess that brings up the question like, um, I think the first time I heard about someone saying storytelling is this powerful tool, I assumed that it meant you had to be a writer to really care about that or, or use it. So what is it, I mean, feel free to use yourself as an example or somebody else, but what does it actually look like when a freelancer actually picks up this tool and uses it, this tool of storytelling? Like, can, can you give a kind of an example or point to somebody that is doing that or just kind of bring that to life if you would? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, well, as, as freelancers, since we don't really think about, like you said, like we think about it often as being something that happens in video or something that happens in writing, we don't often think about it as something that can be applied to our businesses. And I think that's, that's a mistake that we often make is, is, is that we, we don't realize just how powerful stories are. You know, we've been, we've been applying stories since the dawn of man sitting around campfires and, you know, those stories have gone on to have big impacts. Uh, you know, on our culture, societies and things like that. So if it can impact culture and societies, it can certainly impact our business as well. And so um, perhaps a good example is, you know, uh, let's even use you, Philip, as an example. Um, you know, your work on positioning is is exactly something that uh, you know, freelancers can do to help hone their story in. Mm -hmm. And it is, it is something you can apply to, you know, your website or, or your pitches. Uh, you know, your, your story isn't just, um, something that you write. It's something that's, it's visual. It's something that you, you hear. It's something that, um, you know, if you're doing a pitch or something, uh, you know, you got a minute to do an elevator pitch, um, you know, how you interact with a person, your body language. So story Story is something. A story and storytelling in general is something that goes way beyond just writing. And and so I think uh, as as uh, freelancers, no matter what your business is, you can apply storytelling to impact your business in some way. You know. Nice. Okay. So let's take a hypothetical freelancer. They think of themselves as kind of boring. <laughs> uh, they're like, "Well, I don't have a story. I you know, I'm I'm just a." Uh, I'm just a writer, okay? I just write copy for, like I write white papers, I write case studies, sometimes I write website copy, that's what I do. Boring old me. How would you walk that person through developing a more interesting story? Yeah, so so there's there's certain things that make storytelling effective. And if if somebody's saying they're boring, I'm going to tell them no, you're definitely not boring cuz uh you know, you you maybe you think you are from your perspective, but there's a lot of people that haven't seen your perspective. And so um really when you start to understand kind of the anatomy of the story, um you know, the one piece is 
first things first, probably time box yourself. Um, you want to be able to focus on, you know, telling a, a very compelling story in a different time frame. So, for example, you know, if, if you're telling a story of a movie, you might be looking at an hour and a half to two hours. By having those time constraints, you're putting yourself in a position to where you're forced to come up with a story in that time frame. Um, if you're giving an elevator pitch, you have one minute. Um, your that time frame is going to condense your, the information that you want to share with your clients, uh, you know, into that small segment of time. And since, you know, you they likely land on your website, maybe you have five seconds, maybe 10, um, a short, concise positioning statement, uh, you know, would be very effective because you don't have a lot of time with them to, mm -hmm. for them to hook into your business. So, um, time box yourself. That's, that's going to help you force you into this constraint. That's going to help you come up with a really good story about your life. Um, now it doesn't have to, um, be personal necessarily. It could be focused on your business. Um, but I think that, injecting some personality into it is, is really what helps build out that, that character development. Um, and, and that's a, another piece to the kind of the anatomy, but, uh, yeah, I didn't know if we wanted to touch on that next or, or what, but that's great. Okay. Well, yeah, I want to, I want to dive into the anatomy maybe next. Uh, so I'm going to keep pressing you on this, uh, <laughs> like walk me through oh, the process. Sure, so, sure. <laughs> so we've got our boring writer who thinks they are pretty boring. We're going to say, how long is the story, like how long do you have to tell the story, right? Is that what you meant by the time boxing is when you're creating the story, you need to think about when you're telling it or delivering it, how much time you have to tell it. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Yeah, yeah. So in the case of, you know, uh, if you're a copywriter or or somebody that, that does that kind of work, um, obviously you don't want the post to go on and on and on and on and on. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you, you have to think about your audience very deeply when you're telling a story and, and maybe some of their, their limitations around that. So in, in the case of you think you're, you're a boring writer, um, what, what can you kind of do to get past that mindset? Um, I would say that, you know, you really should kind of look over your, your life and realize that there are unique pieces to, to what you do and how you do it. And, and if you're applying that work to say like a client project, you can take that, that, uh, that gift or skill or, or whatever you want to call it and, and, and kind of mold that and shape it. And so you, you tie box yourself and say, have, I have this limited amount of time to write this article. I have this limited length. Um, how can I, you know, sum up everything that the client needs in that short amount of time? Um, how can I write it, um, you know, more effectively? Uh, you know, how can I really connect with the audience that's reading this? You, you want to think through like, all the key pieces and, and come up with a theme that, that drives that, that story of your article or, or whatever work you do. Okay. Okay. So let's, I'm still, I'm still the boring writer here. Let's say that I have been recruited to be a part of a project. So the project is being, is going to be starting soon. And the sort of prime uh, contractor, if you will, on the project has brought me in because they need a writer. Like writing is not what they do. They do something else. So I'm going to meet the client and in a, in a meeting where it's like sort of a, like a project kickoff meeting, let's say. And I have 60 seconds to tell a story that 
I mean, I guess that's a question like, what should be the purpose of my story? Is it to get the client excited that I'm now on this project? Is it to accomplish something else? So in terms of this um, simulation, I'm, I'm putting you in here to so you can kind of, so folks can really see how this process works. What should I be thinking about now that I know specifically how long and what the setting is for the story that I'm going to tell? Yeah, yeah, good point. So um, I think in this case, where where you know what you're doing and your time box things, um, you have to come to realization that the story isn't about you, and and the story is about your client, um, and and your client has certain obstacles and challenges, and they have certain needs, and that's why they hired you in the first place. So this comes back to you really honing in on their story and you focusing on their story rather than it being about you because you're going to discover throughout you know their story that they're going to have a certain theme or a certain need or, or you know that they're trying to achieve with their business and so it's it's never going to be about you you're really just kind of the facilitator um, you, you're there to learn and and collect as much information as you can listen a lot uh, you know spend less time uh, injecting what you know and what you think is important and more time you know taking what they they say and translating that into their business needs and and driving that so you can actually solve their problem with with your skill you know so I, I think that's a, a key thing with a lot of freelancers is is they they make it about them themselves rather than focusing on, you know, the client and, and their needs. And so there is this rooted business problem that you're trying to solve. And that's why they hired you in the first place. So nice. I've always heard it described as you're Yoda, not Luke Skywalker. Your client is Luke Skywalker. They're the one going out to doing it. You're just providing that mentorship. And it's all it, about them. Yeah, exactly. And I think that a lot of people lose sight of that. And that's uh and that's and that's one of the reasons why they 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 just talk about themselves. But you know, you're 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 posting that on your website and this and that. Nobody cares about you. They care about themselves. <laughs> and so uh, you're trying to satisfy their needs, not your own. And in, in the case of if, when you're working for others, you know. So there is an apparent paradox here that I think is probably when when you answer what I'm about to ask will probably not actually be a paradox, but. It's an apparent paradox. So at one point you mentioned like you, you should, your personality should be in the story. And you mentioned something else just now, which I really agree with, which is it needs to be ultimately about your client or their needs or their problems, or they need to be sort of the star of the, the story. So how do you bring that together? Because uh, I imagine that's not really a paradox, but I'm curious how you approach that. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it is a challenge, right? Because you do want to be unique and different, um, you know, and, and, and part of that is, uh, you know, how you, you position yourself in your business and, and think through how that, that story plays out. I think one of the key areas is, um, you know, you, you focus on their core business needs that you're trying to solve and that, that plays into how, how that story is going to evolve over time. It's about the journey at that point, right? Like, um, your process, how you involve them in, 
in what you do. And, and so, uh, as you pull the client into your process and, and your business and how you've built it, it gives you some opportunities to kind of inject yourself into there and share, share more of your personal side. Cause like you said, it's kind of a paradox, but how do you do it? And I think as a freelancer, the trick is you want to find opportunities to build up a relationship with your client. And you don't just want to be that one-off guy he uses. You want to develop these long-term relationships um, where you're not necessarily, you know, just business, uh, you know, relationship, but it's more of a partnership or, or something that's, uh, you know, more in depth. And I think, you know, that, that gives you some opportunities then to, uh, leverage that to scale your business because then you have these reoccurring referrals and and you know this customer that's always coming back to you because they know you do good work and that you're achieving results for them. So I think there's there's plenty of opportunities in the process to to find that that opportunity to uh, you know inject your personality into it. Cool. So I think you solved one of the problems that I threw into this simulation this uh, writer thinks they're boring you said well it's not really about them so that actually takes that problem off the table right because now they can their story that they're telling can be about their client or the the problem on the table that they're trying to solve for this client and and that can make it more interesting right i think i heard that um you know our own problems are far more interesting to us than other people's problems <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, uh, I, I, I think one is when a client comes to you, they have a bigger problem than, you know, just you trying to find a babysitter, you know, uh, uh, you know, there's, there's, they're trying to solve bigger challenges in their business. And whereas, you know, you contrast that to our everyday problems that we might face. Um, but there's, there's still gold in that, right? There's still, there's still stuff that happens in our lives, uh, that is uniquely different and it does, uh, engage people and it does get them, you know, hooked into that that, that mindset of, um, you know, there's something interesting here. There's something different about you. Yeah. You're, you might be like every agency on the surface, but there's, you know, you, how you, uh, your personality applies to your business is, is, um, different. Maybe you're more, uh, you know, go getter kind of person. And, and that shows through with your business and your branding and everything about your business as a freelancer, or maybe you are just a little bit more analytical. You like to show data and facts and things like that, because that's how you've approached your life. And you're very methodical in how you do that. So those, those personality traits do bleed into our businesses as well and how we, we kind of run those. So, yeah. Okay. So we've got our boring freelance uh, writer who's not that boring because they're not going to talk about themselves. They, they're meeting this client for the first time. I think we've kind of got the setup now to talk about story structure. It, like you mentioned that earlier, like stories follow these certain patterns. They have a, a pretty typical structure. So as our boring writer who's not actually boring because they're going to tell a story that really puts their client in the center of it, what what can they, what should they know about story structure? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's three uh, main things. And the simple answer is there's a start, there's a middle and in the end, you know, like um, when you're coming up with stories to tell for your client or about yourself, 
uh, in your own business, um, you know, just keep that in mind. You know, there's there's a start and there's a middle and there's the end. And they typically uh, break those things down in in three acts is, is a pretty common way to think of a story. Um, you know, there's there's act one, act two and act three. And, and maybe we can dive into those a little bit later. But um, th- what you want to do is you want to take your client and you want to put them uh, as the protagonists, you know, throughout this, this timeline, this, this, that you've come up with. And ideally, you know, you, you're going to want to develop some character development around the protagonist. And so that, that helps it. So you get some type of an attachment, uh, you know, to, to the character because you need some knowledge of who that character is. Uh, you know, what are they, what are they trying to accomplish? What are they trying to do? And then you, you, you know, you throw them through these different acts as, as they go through. And, and that's kind of where act one typically starts off with, you know, you don't already have a story in place. So you need to come up with some way to kick off that story. Um, which, which brings back us back to the concept of having a theme. Um, the theme, of your story is is going to impact how they go through these different acts and um and so there's there's a lot there but i think uh you know the key is to understand that you you want to break it down into segments uh, that makes it easier to digest makes it easier for you to think through um you know how what the beginning the middle and the end look like when you start to get to your story writing and and storytelling for your clients or for yourself cool okay so that makes sense I'm going to keep bringing this back to our hypothetical example, our sort of simulation of how this process works. So, again, our our writer has joined this project, and let's see, the company is trying to enter a new market. That's that's the that's the sort of challenge on the table. So, could you throw out just just off the top of your head, I, I know that I'm totally putting you on the spot here, Brandon, <laughs> but just off the top of your head, like if that's the situation, what might you think about as a theme or as a way to kick off the story so that the um, the client kind of is at the center of the story? And that's for them to move into a new market or generate right. new leads? Right. Yep. Moving into a yeah. new market. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is something that uh, you know, we help a lot of outdoor events uh, think through is, you know, they, they're in a particular market, a local market. And, and, and the trick is how do they transition into other markets, especially when they have different audiences and uh, things in that market that might be resistant to their event or, or what have you. Um, and so uh, we do put a lot of thought into this. And so um, in, in terms of their their start, middle, and end, um, you know, ideally, and in the case of like an outdoor event, um, you know, we would focus on building up the story of their event and and how that uh, character development around their event is going to, uh, you know, resonate with this new audience that they're going to be transitioning into wherever that local market is, and and so you you have two parts out of the equation, right? You have your audience who's listening, so you you want to understand that theme. Uh, of course, to know where things are going, like what's the objective for the client as they move into this this market. So once you get to some of the core business needs of that, then uh, in terms of branding, which is 
you know, very uh, focused on talking about yourself in a way, you know, which uh, once you get to that, then there's there's a lot of openings for you to apply that branding to that that core objective. Um, now, what really makes a story effective is when you have, um, you know, you have highs and lows in your story. Um, there's there's obstacles. There's you know there's stakes in it. There's uh, different aspects of wants versus needs and things like that, that really create this tension. Um, it creates this anticipation. Uh, it, it basically forces you to have to make a decision as the protagonist. And so I think as, as, uh, stepping through those different acts and, and theme and understanding all that, you can start to develop a, a really strong strategy for your client on how they can connect with that audience, uh, you know, and, and tell their story. Um, and, and, and typically these, this, these different acts, which we can get into maybe a little later, but you know, th- they each have some core focuses of, of what you're trying to achieve from that beginning, middle and end. This episode is sponsored by hired.com. Are you searching for a new job that can be stressful, scary, and time consuming? pushy recruiters try to sell you on roles you don't actually want, and the job boards make you feel like you're throwing your resume into a black hole never to be seen again. And sometimes you go all the way through the interview process just to find out at the very end that the salary, offer, or company culture doesn't match what you're looking for. Hired is the world's most intelligent talent matching platform for full-time and contract opportunities in engineering development, design, product management, data science, sales, and marketing. We make your job search faster, focused, and stress-free. Instead of endlessly applying to companies and hoping for the best, Hired puts you in control of when and how you connect with compelling new opportunities. After completing one simple application, top employers apply to hire you. And on Hired, you receive personal interview requests and upfront salary information so you can make informed decisions about what opportunities to pursue over a condensed timeline. Hired offers access to more than 4,000 innovative employers, including big brand names like Facebook and smaller emerging startups. The size and type of company you want to connect with is totally up to you. And we help you find new opportunities in 17 major cities in North America, Europe, Asia, and Australia. Open to relocation? Let them know. Your privacy and autonomy in your job search is of utmost importance. So if you check them out at the show's link, that's hired.com slash freelancer show, you can get double their normal hiring bonus. That's $600 instead of $300. So go check them out at hired.com slash freelancer show. Have you got a favorite example of just exactly what you described, like, um, like an outdoor event, trying to move into a new market, maybe go bigger or go beyond their or sort of local original roots? What, what does that look like and how do they, how do they make themselves the kind of, uh, I guess the protagonist of that story or you, you see what I'm getting at? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think in the terms of like an event, um, when they kind of put themselves as the protagonist, um, what they have to like, it, it, it kind of goes both ways, right? They have to think about, um, their customers, like, you know, from their perspective, they're thinking about their customers. And so, um, the way that we typically flip it in that case is, is just like how we're saying freelancers don't focus on yourself, focus on the business. So one thing we do for these, these customers or these outdoor events is we focus on their customer stories because they're really looking for a certain customer, uh, that has this mindset, you know, whether it's a, a very ambitious event, uh, you know, that requires a lot of training and perseverance and mindset, uh, you know, in that case, they can kind of flip the storytelling experience to be, uh, on their client. Um, and, but in the case of, 
you working with uh, the outdoor event, uh, you know, your client, that that's where you you get the opportunity to really start to discover and explore and try to find their story. Once you know that that uh, key theme or, or hooks, if you will, um, then you can kind of place them on this timeline and kind of walk them through this. Um, in the case of maybe an example, um, you know, I, I I have a client right now that's trying to expand into a new market. And, and one thing that's been really powerful for them is, is, is video. Uh, and I know that's a huge growth segment right now and in just general, but, um, you know, we, we do use some video storytelling to where we've outlined, you know, this, uh, and they do a, they're a lantern festival, right? So they do, um, these lantern festivals, but they're not just like any lantern festival because they've elevated their story to where, you know, it's, it's more about their customers' hopes and their dreams and, and pushing past some of those challenges they might be facing in their life. And, and the idea of, um, you know, we, one thing we like to say when we started with their story is the first, first spark starts within. And, and that spark is, is what you're, you know, is kind of igniting their customers to take action and, and change their lives. And, uh, and it means diff- it's something different for everybody, uh, that goes to this lantern festival. It's not just a lantern festival. It's, it's a transformative experience that they can witness and they can participate in. And, and so we, we take that story of their customers and we apply it to these different markets and it's been, you know, super effective in, in increasing their, uh, sellout rates of their events and, and making sure that they're, they're connecting with their customers and audience. Just while you were talking, I was Googling, like I'd never, I had never heard of what a lantern festival is. Oh yeah. 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 It's uh maybe for the audience, it's, it's just, uh, it, it became popular in, in the, the Chinese world. Um, but it's, it's growing more popular where it's kind of spreading out to, you know, the Western world and stuff. But, uh, you know, the idea is the simple idea is, you know, you just light a, a floatable lantern and it, it flies up into the sky and, you know, disappears. Um, but you know, on that's, that's the, the simple answer, but on this, uh, the the answers that we come up with for our clients are, are far deeper than that because we want them to get a lot more out of it, you know. That's My kids cool. have been asking me to go to one of those festivals for a while, and I never could think of what to f- search to find it. But now I know. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a uh, it's a growing you know event out there, and I think you know, there's a lot of these events that they lack a key understanding of how to kind of differentiate themselves and make their story stand out. So that's, that's one way to do it with video, but you can do it with writing. You can do it with, uh, you know, colors and design, even, even developers, you know, they, they write stories in code, you know, it's, it's not just limited to video. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to be this boring writer. <laughs> I'm going to, I want you to critique, <laughs> critique my, this is my first attempt. I've been sitting here thinking like, what would this story be in this kind of simulated situation? So I'm this writer, I'm on this project with this company that wants to move into a new market. And I want you to critique my opening act to the story that I would tell. Like, so, so we're at this conference room. It's all the walls are taupe. Every, all the furniture is gray. It's this like typical office environment, right? There's not even a window to the outside. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I've, it's now my turn to introduce myself. So 
again, Brandon, I just want you to critique what I do here and tell me like if this is the kind of a, a good way to start a story or maybe if there's better ways. So I'm going to say something like, well, I'm Philip Morgan. I'm, um, I'm a writer and I'm just super happy to be here. Um, if, if I could just take a minute, I wanted to talk about what, what I, what I think might happen as a result of this. So last year I, I saw one of your competitors try to do exactly what you guys are doing, which is really make a go at moving into this new market of selling to millennials and they failed. I, I think there's some pretty clear reasons why they failed. And I'd like to talk about the opportunity that you guys have to do something different. So cut. That's, that's my intro to, to the story. How did I do? Yeah, yeah, no. So that's, that's, that's probably a good way to kind of open up maybe the conversation with them. Um, one of the things, so, uh, in, in this case, you know, yeah, you'd probably want to make sure you'd have defined, okay, this is, this client's the protagonist. Um, you know, what is, what is the problems that they, they face as they try to expand into this market? So, um, rather than saying, you know, let me give you some ideas. You want to say, uh, you likely want to dive in and, and try to discover some of the, uh, you looked at their competitor, you saw their competitor didn't do it. Um, but you may want to dive into their business and see what their needs are first and, and try to understand, you know, you want to move into this new market. If you're trying to target millennials, here's what your competitors did. Sure. But let's let's find out why you want to dive into millennials. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what what information are you working with? Because um, you want to make sure you understand all their problems and, and needs uh, and, and desires out of this engagement as a freelancer. Um, and then, you know, then you can kind of work from there and, and try to uncover more of, of what that theme or that story is. Now, the good thing is you don't necessarily have to know the theme right away. Um, oftentimes you develop the theme, uh, as you're discussing these, these conversations. So you, you shouldn't go in there just like, Oh, I've got the perfect theme for this. You should go in there and, and just, you know, absorb as much as you can and collect as much information from the business and apply that, uh, you know, to your expertise and, and try to craft a theme that, you know, you can later pitch to them or, uh, share with them that you've collected all this, uh, learning information, you know? So yeah. Uh, in the case of, uh, your story, I think that you, you should probably say, you know, here's my less, here's my ideas initially. And, and here's, more. Let me collect as much as I can from you. Let's understand really why you're trying to do this. Why millennials? Why is why is it important that uh, we attract them? And then and then you can start to learn more about that audience as you go and, and develop some some character development around that. Cool. Okay. So, as a um, consumer of movies and a sometimes consumer of movie criticism, <laughs> I. Um, <laughs> I'm aware that a lot of time, a lot of movies, the problem is in the middle, right? That's where the movie doesn't do well because the story kind of, I don't know, starts to drag or falls apart. So you mentioned this three-part story structure. What, what, what are your tips for like making the middle of the story better or what happens in the middle of the story even? 
Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me step back a little bit. So, um, you know, so when you're first act, you're, you're, you're understanding their place in the world, you're understanding, uh, their journey, kind of where they're at now. And then you're, you're about to take them into the next act. And so typically for the next act, they have, um, they, they like to call it, at least in like the film world, uh, the inciting incident, um, something that's going to launch you into the act too, because it's got to be very impactful. And so, you know, as you're, as you're kind of ramping up to this second act, you, you want to be building up this anticipation, this momentum that, that is going to spearhead you into the act too. And it's going to feel like, uh, almost, almost like you're, you know, you're, you're reaching in and, and pushing somebody into that act, like forcefully almost, because you're, you're guiding, you, when you're the storyteller, you're guiding the, the audience and, or the viewer or whatever it is, um, whether that's, you know, you're pitching somebody or whatever, you're guiding their thought process. You have control of their minds at that point. And, and that's the beautiful thing about stories is, um, they're very emotional. Um, and they, and, and so a lot of times they bypass that, uh, logical aspect uh, of our brains and they, and they hit, hit home, you know, and, and, and it's especially nice when those stories are, are relatable to the audience. They're very concise and focused. Uh, and so that first act is, is really building up that, that, uh, momentum. Um, so once you kind of dive into the second act, yeah, that's where you're really introducing a lot of the problems you're, you're beating up your character, um, you, you're trying to, uh, you know, batter them up so you can find other points to kind of elevate their story. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, when, once you kind of get comfortable with the acts and, and, and that's not the only way to like tell the story, but this is just a very popular way in movies. Uh, you know, Disney is notorious for this, uh, Pixar, um, you know, you've, you know, these different brands that have built up these mega billion dollar stories that they create every year. Uh, you know, that's the, they, they understand the power of a story and, and structuring that and, and trying to get it to, uh, a level that's, you know, connects with their audiences that they deal with every day for, for these movies or, or what have you, you know? So, so do you think that's why so many, um, people when they're kind of, when I say people, I mean, people who've kind of figured out how to do this. Is that why they are talking like, Oh, I, I lost it all. I had a bankruptcy. I, you know, my life was in tatters and then I finally figured it out. And now I'm going to sell you a course on how to do what I finally feel like. You know what I mean? Like, is that, that kind of middle part that you're talking about? Um, I think that, uh, it's been more effective at least in terms of like freelancers, you know, when you can get right into act two very quickly. Um, I think with, um, because people are really, if, if they know they have a problem, like one of your clients, then getting into act two is, is critical because you need to know that you've identified their problem. Uh, you know, Jonathan Stark, uh, who's always on this podcast, you know, he's a great example of this, you know, with his, his content. I know you guys do a great job at this too, but it's, you know, like the, the problem is, is what people are trying to solve. And so getting into act two is, is pretty important. And yeah, I think you're saying, okay, my client, you're suffering from this, you're suffering from that, you know, and, and, and then they, they kind of connect with that and, and in their brains, 
that that's skipping that logical aspect and it's going to their emotional. He's absolutely right. You know, this guy knows me. He's, uh, you know, he, he fills, he'll, he fills my pain. You're showing empathy for your customer by outlining a lot of their problems. And so, yeah, act two is a critical stage of the story. It's, um, you know, it, you know, you, you built up these characters, uh, you, you have some attachment to them. Now we're going to throw them into the fire, <laughs> into the volcano. And we're going to see, you know, just, just how much we can uh, twist and turn and, and, and bend them. And, and, and then, you know, the goal is you want to have a, a successful outcome, which is, is, is likely where you're going to start to transition and think about, uh, once you get past that climax into act three, um, you know, wh- where, uh, where can they get into that? And so there's, there's a few different points in act two, like the low point and the point of no return. Uh, th- those are the terms that they give them. But as, as a freelancer, you know, like, uh, you want to have those pain points stressed very heavily in your copy and, and, and whatever problem you're trying to solve. So, hmm. so what, what happens in act three? I guess I'm not super clear on that. Yeah, so Act Three is where where, where they they achieve their goals. They do, um, you know, they do overcome a lot of uh, the obstacles that they faced in Act Two, and 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 things start to calm down. You know, so so Act Two is is kind of the uh, build them up, uh, beat them up. I mean, and then uh, Act Three is really like, okay, you've you've achieved these. Uh, in the case of maybe like a freelancer. Um, you would be telling your, your success stories of, of how you helped this client overcome this, this challenge. Uh, you know, and, and it, you, like I said, you can apply this to a personal life as well. Um, so, you know, you think your story is boring, but, um, you know, you've got these different stages in your life that you've gone through that you can apply on the personal level and, and find good nuggets of information that kind of give you a little bit of different, uh, perspective on how you approach these problems. And so, um, but yeah, I think that act three is really, it's really focused around, you know, inevitable climax, the resolution, uh, you know, where you realize that you've sacrificed a lot of your wants and, and now you're showcasing needs. So for our little writer here, you know, like, um, they're, they're, you know, by the time they get to act three, the, the hope is that, you know, they developed some strong case study around uh, this for this client. They've achieved some of the goals that they set out to achieve um, in in that story. Um, and and so, uh, you know, it's 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 focused around their business need. But it, again, yeah, it, it, those are the core of the act. So awesome. So with that structure in place, like, what are the the elements that? make the story better. I, th- I think you've touched on, I think, quite a few already, but I'm curious if you wanted to highlight a few. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've touched on some. So um, I, I mentioned simple, you know, keeping the story simple. Um, you know, we we live in the information age and we're bombarded by information all the time. So if you can come up with a short, concise, kind of focused and narrowed, uh, you know, piece to your story, that's going to help you know, tremendously in, in, in keeping people's attention. Um, if the story is relatable to the audience, um, you know, you, you, you wouldn't, uh, 
you know, go in and tell a campfire story to a board meeting, you know, so the audience plays a big, <laughs> <laughs> it plays a big part, you know, in, in who you're talking to, uh, you know, I have a two year old and I wouldn't, you know, tell her scary stories at this point. You know, I've got to wait until she's, you know, emotionally developed to handle that. So I don't give her nightmares for the rest of her life. <laughs> uh, so there's, there's, uh, the audience, uh, it has to be relatable to the audience to make your story effective. Um, since we're, we're creatures of habit, you know, we, we find that, you know, new things fresh, you know, whatever is, uh, you know, piquing our interest, uh, you know, we, we look for different things to break that habit. Um, and so, you know, if you, if your story is different, if it's, um, you know, something that can connect with, a client on a level that they've never witnessed before. Um, you know, there's a lot of ways you can go about that, but I think, you know, uh, that again, that comes back to your personal story of how you might approach that. Um, you know, I've met, uh, freelancers who, you know, have all kinds of different personalities and stuff that have shaped their business. And, and it, you know, like my business is called ambition. And as, as a kid myself, I've always had ambitious hopes to get away from, you know, some of the poverty and, and, and stricken things in my own life. And so, um, I'm always striving to achieve that, that higher level, uh, of success. Uh, and you know, our success is defined on a personal level of what we do, you know, think of ourselves as being successful. So it's different for everybody. And so, um, those are some kind of the attributes. Um, I would say there's, uh, if it's credible, accurate, um, in the case of like, uh, a freelancer, you know, you want to make sure that you're not lying and pushing the bounds. I don't know if you've seen this, but like, I've seen a lot of people like list out portfolio in their portfolio, these big name clients, but they literally have no work related to those clients. Uh, don't do that. Like, uh, you know, cause instantly, you know, like if you have no work to show for it, um, you know, you're going to lose credibility with your story. Um, and then, uh, I find really good stories are the ones that are emotional. Um, you know, like, uh, uh, my uh, uh, brother-in-law, we're talking, he's in town visiting for a couple weeks and uh, I'll keep this short, but you know, he, him and his wife were just having some, you know, hard times. His business is struggling. He's, he's a freelance photographer and, um, you know, he, he ended up moving out to California three or four months ago and he's, he's struggling out there. Right. And so, uh, we've seen this, uh, you know, in his, his life kind of develop with his, his wife. They've, they've had a lot of hardships or after their second child. So, um, you know, his, his story is, is, is very, uh, tragic, but they, what came out of this was, um, him and his wife were sitting down one day and they were watching, um, a video and this video was a woman talking about some of her depression and, and this, this five minute story he showed to us, uh, you know, because we've, we've witnessed his life, this was impacting us as well when we watched this video, but he, he kind of described how this woman, she didn't really want to admit defeat. She didn't really want to say, you know, I need help. 
Um, but that's exactly what resonated with her. This video they were watching, uh, you know, it connected her on a very deep emotional level. And uh, she realized, I do need help. Um, what, what they came to the conclusion is after their second child, they realized she had postpartum depression and it's carried on since then. And so this has impacted, you know, his business, their marriage, uh, you know, and things like that. So, uh, you know, we, these, these stories are super powerful because, you know, they, they bring empathy into the picture. And when you have empathy for your client or when you have empathy, uh, you know, for their customers, like trying to have empathy for their customers. So you can write a good story. Um, you know, that, that's going to help you connect with them, feel their emotions, uh, help you write an effective story around those emotions. Um, and because like I said, that bypasses a lot of the, the mental things that we have floating up in our head and it goes straight to our emotions, which is, you know, you're defenseless at that point. You, 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 you've have to respond to it because it, whether you're crying or, <laughs> or what have you, it, it's, it's a powerful way to connect with people. Um, so yeah, there's a contrast value. There's a lot of different, uh, you know, ways you can talk about an effective story and, and some of those, uh, you know, we've kind of touched on already, but I think, uh, yeah, those are, those are some key things that can help you certainly write a better story. That's interesting. Um, w- one of the things that's always been a sort of fascinating puzzle to me is why people in who are entertainers are so trusted. There's this um, survey that I think it's Reader's Digest magazine did. So it's not like the world's most scientifically credible source. (laughs) But I haven't actually found anything else that looks at the same issue um, of, of who in, like what public figures in America are trusted. And it, so they did a survey and they were, you know, compiled the hundred most trusted people in America. And it's like dominated. This list of a hundred people is absolutely dominated by, uh, people in the entertainment business. Like I think Tom Hanks is in the top 10. Um, Oprah is pretty far up there. You know, the people who are not, uh, the attorney general, the attorney general is on there, but uh, whoever that was at the time of the survey is like below 50. <laughs> it's like way down the list. It's just very interesting to me. And I think it has something to do with what you're saying, Brandon, that um, there's this emotional component to whether we trust. I mean, that that's dumb because trust is primarily an emotional response, I think. But still, there's I, I think story plays a role in this. Um, and I'm not quite sure how it fits in, but I, just, I think it's super interesting. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And I think, you know, we, we get, uh, you know, Tom Hanks, who, whoever have you, we've, we've kind of gotten connected to their characters that, you know, these epic movies they played in and, uh, and we get connected to their characters and we kind of see them as those characters, you know, and they could be completely the opposite, you know, of those characters. But the fact that they're always in the spotlight, they're always exposed out there. Uh, so, so one thing, you know, freelancers can do is, is, you know, get themselves exposed and, uh, do it in a positive light to where, you know, people are seeing these, these ways you're, you're, you're focused, 
uh, your business is focused and, and you're sharing those positive things because, you know, even if you're not, you know, a hundred percent like perfect, uh, and you won't be, and that's a good thing because character flaws an important aspect to storytelling. Um, you know, the, these, these things are exactly what, you know, build up that, that, uh, story. And so I think in the, t- in the case of entertainment, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think, you know, we, we do millions of YouTube videos on, on these, these actors, uh, and yet, you know, our very own political system, uh, we, you, you know, you won't get nearly that many <laughs> interests and, and it's, um, because, you know, politics is a complex subject and, it has a lot of uh, polarizing views and, and, you know, human behavior. We don't always want to get into those, you know, situations where we're arguing for our politics and stuff like that. So um, I think that uh, we care about entertainment so much because there is the emotional piece. And you're, you're, you're more likely to uh, bypass, you know, a lot of the uh, troubles, uh, of, of your thinking process and go straight to emotion and react on that. And that comes back to, you know, maybe understanding a little bit of human behavior on how humans respond to, you know, that fear or flight, uh, mentality. And so we don't necessarily aren't running for our lives in this day and age, hopefully not. Um, but, uh, you know, when we're, we're in situations every day, this comes into play all the time. And so if you can think about maybe if listening to a, a talk or in a conference, you know, what really stood out to you as, as somebody who was really good at an effective story when they're presenting it to you, uh, versus somebody, you know, who was, wasn't very effective at that. And I think you'll find that, you know, the, the effective storytellers, they're using kind of the three acts. They build up this, uh, you know, hero character, the protagonist, whether that's them or whatever subject they're talking about, uh, ideal or, or, or their business. And, and then they, they, you know, run it through this series of acts two and act three. And, you know, they're very concise. They're very focused on, on what they're trying to get through. They have limited time. They've time boxed themselves. So they know I've got to get these points across that I'm trying to relay. And, and so there's, uh, entertainers are great at this because they're always putting themselves into these situations where they have to completely change themselves and reinvent their character. Um, and so I, I think that's one of the reasons why we look up to them a lot. Um, and maybe the fame plays into it too, cause we're a little desirous of their lifestyles, but I think, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of what it, it does play into the storytelling aspect, certainly. So. Mm-hmm. So Brandon, what have we, what have we missed? Like what's, what's important for freelancers to know about storytelling that we have not talked about yet? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, the trick with, for freelancers when they're telling stories about their business is, um, a good starting point is, is the end goal you're trying to achieve for your story. So, you know, you need to know the end of where you want to take the story before you start. It helps a lot. Um, so when you start to kind of craft stories around, uh, whether it's your pitch deck or your conference call or, or your conferences that you're about to present at or, uh, your copy on your website, um, you know, you've got to think about the end game. What are you trying to, you know, what are you trying to achieve with this medium? Um, so start with the end work backwards. If you work backwards, then you can start to find those pieces where you can kind of fit them in and, and, and make this kind of 
act one, two, and three story possible with that kind of timeline. Um, another thing is just what comes out of great stories is um, when you expose yourself to many ideas, you explore. So, you know, do a lot of reading, do a lot of learning, do a lot of watching. Um, you know, I've grown tremendously just by incorporating a book uh, once a month into my understanding of business and uh, storytelling itself and uh, you know, those kind of things. Um, just just expose yourself because you want to try to connect with other people who are, are uh, really good at conveying ideas and stories. Um, so find the stories that are important to you, you know. Um, you know, if you're not going to be happy doing them, uh, your business in that way, uh, you know, try, try it a different way, you know. Try to find uh, different openings to, to, uh, expose your story. Um, you don't have to do the, you know, I came from a tattered home, uh, you know, kind of thing. If that's what your situation was, um, you know, you can try to find other aspects of it, you know, to apply and, and, and how that, and, and it applies to your business as well. Um, and then, uh, you know, kind of having, you know, applying stories, I think to different mediums kind of opens up your, how you tell stories. So, you know, I'm getting into podcasting more and more and stuff these days. And so, uh, my hope is I'll learn how to become better effective storyteller myself and podcasts, or, um, you know, maybe you, you've got to put yourself out there a little bit and get a little un uncomfortable. Cause when you're uncomfortable, uh, you're going to grow and, and, uh, you're going to learn a lot and, and that's going to help shape your story. Um, definitely educate yourself on storytelling. You know, obviously it's very popular in writing and video. Um, so, you know, but since those mediums are, are very effective at reaching people, uh, you know, you can take those, those same concepts and apply them to your business. So as a freelancer, you can, uh, you know, think about your positioning statement and, you know, kind of the work you do, Philip, you know, and, and think about how you can kind of capture that story in, in five or 10 seconds. And then maybe the rest of the site is breaking that out in a bigger time box. And then maybe how you pitch that story and your positioning, uh, you know, when you're at a conference is, you know, one minute or, or 30 seconds and, and that's all you get. So kind of shape your stories, um, you know, based on that and, 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 and it, by, you know, forcing yourself into those limitations, you're going to find that you can come up with some really good stories. And, and finally, don't be afraid to practice your story. You know, um, you know, it's, uh, uh, I, I do this with my wife all the time. You know, she's like probably tired of hearing about my stories <laughs> and, 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 and I'll even come up with, you know, she's like, did you just make that up? Like, uh, you know, and, and I, I, I said, yeah, you know, I totally did. But it's, it's, you know, by, you know, you're going to have to reinvent your story. Your story is just starting, right? Like, uh, if you're, if you're just starting and freelancing, you've got a story there, you know, you, you're inexperienced. You're, you're, you're hungry for knowledge, but if you've been at, you know, 10 years, you've been doing this, um, your story is different. And so, uh, you, you've crafted it, you've molded it, you've, you've practiced it. And so, you know, you might see these bigger and more successful people, uh, you know, who are really good at this. Uh, you know, I mean, Jonathan Stark always comes to mind because of his expensive problem website. He's always telling these really awesome stories in his email list about karate or coffee, you name it, you know, like. And so uh, those those stories take some time to develop and, and learn on how to tell those effectively. And 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 be sure to share your customer stories like, um, uh, you know, like 
uh, one way to do that as a freelancer is, you know, your kind of your social proof on your, your website, you're, you're giving them a glimpse into what a customer would say about you. And that's why they're so powerful is because, uh, you're sharing a glimpse of, of what you did for that customer, uh, how they felt about the engagement, you know, how you achieve what they set out to achieve. And so that's, that's a little mini story, you know, and, and so be sure to focus on different aspects of your website, uh, you know, your, even your body language, you know, and how you, if you if speaking is your thing, uh, you know, focus on y- how to improve your body language. Uh, so you're, you're getting your point across more effectively because, uh, you know, Disney's very good at this. All these people are very good at this, but you can be good at it too. I think, uh, that's, that's the key thing. Like freelancers can be good storytellers. They just have to learn how to, you know, incorporate these, these different things we've kind of talked about today and, and apply it to their business. And, and I think it'd have a tremendous impact on, on making them different and set apart from some of their competition, you know? So awesome. <laughs> well, I think there's more to say about this, but we're going to wind down to picks. I think Brandon, For you, the listeners of Freelancer Show, Loot Crate is offering an opportunity to save 10% on any new subscription at LootCrate.com. Just enter the promo code BRIDGE10 for 10% savings. Loot Crate is one of my favorite things. Every month I get a box in the mail, costs less than $20, and it comes with all kinds of goodies. I have stuff from just looking at my shelf, Batman, Spider-Man, Ninja Turtles, Back to the Future, Lord of the Rings... Star Wars, and much, much more. So if you're a geek, a gamer, anything like that, and you want cool stuff to put around your office, cool t-shirts, comic books, etc., then definitely check out Loot Crate. To save 10% on your new subscription, go to lootcrate.com slash ruby. Again, that's lootcrate.com slash ruby to save 10% on any new subscription. Enter the promo code BRIDGE10 for 10% savings. Curtis, let's start with you. Picks today. I'm going to pick an article from the Atlantic called Have Smartphones Destroyed a Generation? It's about, I guess, kids nowadays as an old guy um, and how they use smartphones and how it's different. I think it's a good, uh, interesting warning for everyone, though, with smartphones and how it's so good to be in contact with people, but it doesn't actually do much to build community and it's hard on your mental health. Cool. Love it. Love it. All right. Um, I've got a pick today, uh, Brandon, then we'll get to you. Um, so I, a while ago, saw a video on YouTube from Ira Glass on the subject of storytelling. And it struck me as interesting and sort of a simple idea about how to get started storytelling. So I'm going to link to that if if the link expires or whatever, because there's like 50 different copies of the same interview (laughs) with Ira Glass. So I don't know which one is the kind of canonical one. Um, So if if the link goes away, you can just search YouTube for Ira Glass storytelling. And I think it's quite likely you'll find this same video. Um, It's old. The quality is not awesome, but it's super interesting. So I wanted to bring that to to the attention of the, the listeners out there. Brandon, how about you? Picks today? Yeah, yeah. So um, a good pick, I think, that 
would benefit the audience is um, there's a great course over at Khan Academy. It's a, a free course that you can do on storytelling. Uh, it was uh, Pixar that put it on. And so obviously they're doing it for more of a, a visual medium. But I think a lot of the stuff you'd learn there is would be super effective in just understanding the basics of a story and and uh, how that kind of plays out to how you can apply it to your own business. So um, that would be probably my number one pick. Um, I don't think I have any other picks. I'd just say, you know, keep uh, keep reading those books, keep uh, learning, keep keep educating yourself on, on what you love. And I think that, um, those, those things will kind of shape, shape your story as you go, you know? So. Awesome. So Brandon, I'm, I think it's almost certain that folks who are listening today would be interested in seeing more of what you do or getting in touch with you or learning more about you. Where should they go to do that? Yeah, definitely. So, um, so my website, uh, our website, the agency is ambition.studio and that's, that's a good place to, if you know, outdoor events or anybody who's interested in becoming more effective storytellers, uh, with events, you know, feel free to reach out to us. If that's you, we'd love to talk with you. Um, if you want to reach out to me directly, you can e- uh, email me at, uh, Brandon, B-R-A-N-D-E-N at ambition.studio. Um, another thing that we're kind of launching here is a podcast that's dedicated to outdoor events called Outdoor Titans. And we should have that up um, pretty soon. And we, we on the podcast, we'll be exploring, you know, several different uh, outdoor events uh, ranging from endurance, sport or cause. And, you know, we'll be kind of diving into some of their stories and, and hopefully we'll we'll be able to uncover you know, their stories and, and, and share what great things are happening in the outdoor space. So if, if that's something that's interesting to you, uh, that will likely be at, uh, ambition.studio slash podcast. Um, and then we'll, we'll eventually launch a separate site for it. So Brandon, thanks for joining us today. It was super interesting to have you here. And I, I think I learned a lot. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And, and, uh, hopefully, hopefully the audience is, is, uh, I'd like to hear some stories, you know, I want to hear some better stories. So I hope they've, they, they can share some of their stories as well as they go, go on. So cool. Well, that's it for this episode of the freelancer show. We'll see you next time. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by cashfly, the world's fastest CDN deliver your content fast with cashfly visit C A C H E F L Y.com to learn more.